Good morning for Wednesday, September 1st, 2010. This is the New York Times Audio Digest, presented by Audible. Here's what's making news on the front page this morning. The president says combat role is over in Iraq. School systems are calculating the value of teachers, and Afghan banks' troubles jolt a fragile system. In today's national headlines, a bellwether for Republicans in Wisconsin, and a new job often means lower pay. In the business headlines, agricultural exports a bright spot for the U.S. As new GM recovers, old GM is sold for parts, and staff losses and dissent are hindering financial crisis panel. There will be more business stories along with more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Maureen Dowd. Now, from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is written by Helene Cooper and Cheryl Gay Stolberg, and it's titled, Obama Says Combat Role Done in Iraq. President Obama declared an end on Tuesday to the seven-year American combat mission in Iraq, saying that the United States has met its responsibility to that country and that it is now time to turn to pressing problems at home. In a primetime address to the nation from the Oval Office, Obama balanced praise for the troops who fought and died in Iraq with his conviction that getting into the conflict had been a mistake in the first place. But he also used the moment to emphasize that he sees his primary job as addressing the weak economy and other domestic issues and to make clear that he intends to begin disengaging from the war in Afghanistan next summer. We have sent our young men and women to make enormous sacrifices in Iraq and spend vast resources abroad at a time of tight budgets at home, Obama said. Through this remarkable chapter in the history of the United States and Iraq, we have met our responsibility. Now it's time to turn the page. Seeking to temper partisan feelings over the war on a day when Republicans pointed out that Obama had opposed the troop surge, generally credited with bringing Iraq a measure of stability, the president offered some praise of his predecessor, George W. Bush. Obama acknowledged their disagreement over Iraq, but said that no one could doubt Bush's support for our troops or his love of country and commitment to our security. Obama said the nation's perseverance in Iraq must be matched by determination to address problems at home. Over the last decade, we've spent over a trillion dollars at war, often financed by borrowing from overseas, he said. And so, at this moment, as we wind down the war in Iraq, we must tackle those challenges at home with as much energy and grit and sense of common purpose as our men and women in uniform who've served abroad. Obama acknowledged a war fatigue among Americans who have called into question his focus on the Afghanistan war, now approaching its tenth year. He said that American forces in Afghanistan will be in place for a limited time to give Afghans the chance to build their government and armed forces. But as was the case in Iraq, we cannot do for Afghans what they must ultimately do for themselves, the president said. He reiterated that next July he would begin transferring responsibility for security to Afghans. American troops reached Obama's goal for the drawdown early. Last week, General Ray Odierno said that the number of troops had dropped to 49,700, roughly the number that would stay through next summer. That is less than a third of the number of troops in Iraq during the surge in 2007. Under an agreement between Iraq and the United States, the remaining troops are to leave the country by the end of 2011, 
though some officials say they think that the agreement may be renegotiated to allow for a longer American military presence. The remaining advise and assist brigades will officially concentrate on supporting and training Iraqi security forces, protecting American personnel and facilities, and mounting counterterrorism operations.